Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome back to another edition of the Stardust Press Podcast. And I have the most frequent guest in Beth's absence here. So, <laughs> The alternate Brit. Uh, this is Ruth again. Ruth is an otter. Uh, yeah, nice to be back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like when I when finding guests in her absence, it's like hard because one, not everybody watches. I don't know how do I put this. The rest of I want to talk about. Not many people watch like full length shows or anything like that. Like most people watch full length shows of shows that I don't want to talk about. So like, you know, yeah. Like even I love when like me and Beth review stardom shows because like people love it on timeline and then we'll come and record it and i'm just like let me be honest i don't remember what happened <laughs> <laughs> like what were you yeah. doing for this entire 30 minutes man i don't know <laughs> well i did have to just go back and make some notes because there's a couple of things from this show where i'm like i do not remember what happened <laughs> i wish i didn't remember anything that happened on the show but <laughs> <laughs> That would be a big blank spot in your life, though. This was an epic. Hey, it was something. <laughs> it was something. God, yeah. Yeah, look, when Muto retires, this company's not looking too great. <laughs> oh. this, this company's not looking too great. Um, But honestly, I think they did a lot of good stuff in this show, even if crowd was terrible and I don't want to see another GHC junior tag title match ever in my life. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do think they did do some good stuff to pivot forward, but I don't know. It's yeah. like they're, re- they're really going to be against the wall after this Muto show because this being the lasting impression going into the Muto final show, not a good one to have. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I was pretty surprised because they've I'm- had a good year. So yeah, far. this was like the rare bump in the road for Noah this year because for the most part they've been really, really good this year. Then this card is like wow. And on paper, it's like this show should be pretty good, but push came to shove, one thing went to another, and it just wasn't that. So the Great Voyage in Osaka, they were in Eddie and Arena Osaka, and they did 2K, and I just couldn't tell because everybody was quiet and just didn't want to speak or do anything and i was just like there's like five people here man <laughs> it was sh- like i love the osaka shows like i wanted to talk about this one especially because the- obviously that's why they do the momose shows and like osaka's Harada a, osaka's a hot other. crowd for every yeah. other puro company that's the thing like every other puro company osaka's a hot crowd literally the day before new japan had a really hot crowd uh for their show Whenever Dragon Gate wins the uh, smaller Eddie and Arena in Osaka, it's always a hot show. And that's the arena everybody got in trouble at because they were yelling back when protocols were still really strict and shit. Like, Osaka's a pretty big, you know, rowdy crowd for wrestling. But I don't know what happened here. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, even the Osaka guys who would normally get a bit of a pop sign of, like, during entrances, sure, a little bit. But then it was dead. It was just nobody was sticking with it. I don't know if there was another show going on that day. I can't remember. I feel like maybe there was, but I don't know. It just was quiet, and I was just like, "What's going on and here?" Plenty of those people were the same people who were there the day before as well. Like, 
I don't know. You got to put a little bit on the show. Well, I don't know. Like, the fan spectrum in Japan is kind of weird because... Let me get a drink here. <laughs> like, I don't think many people understand necessarily, especially on the Western side. I know for a fact they don't understand. Uh, I remember listening to Jay from Dragon Gate on a podcast once, and he kind of, like, put things into perspective. He was like, well, you see, in Japan, New Japan's pro wrestling and everything else is a niche, so, like... That's one of the big reasons Dragon Gate kind of just goes and does their own thing. Because I mean, what's what's there to compete about? Like whatever. Sure. Like this is how it is, and we just got to accept it. So we just got to do what yeah. we can to make things interesting. I think if it hadn't been for like Despy, especially, like I think maybe there were a few people there because Despy was there. And... Yeah, yeah. I there was definitely a few people that weren't Noah fans. They were just there to see Desperado, and yeah, poss- And they probably had the feeling that Okada or somebody might show up. Uh, yeah. uh, which that's good because they got the good Okada in the opening and then the bad Okada came also and decided to <laughs> enjoy the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the good Okada, in the opening match, we had Taishi Ozawa and Kenya Okada versus the last two remaining members of Funky Express because I don't know where the fuck Ozawa Noe is on these shows anymore. <laughs> uh, I know he's hanging out in All Japan for a little bit, but I don't know what he's up to. He's chilling. <laughs> And I'm ready for, even though he just came back, I'm ready for Kenya Okada to get out of opening match hell. I'm tired of this. Already, like. I'm tired of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't have such a problem with it if he was, like, slowed down in any way. But oddly enough, he got better during his time off. So, like, that's what's making me mad. (laughs) Yeah. He's so ready to go. And, like, he was in this match as well. Like, he was was fully ready to go. And, yeah. Makes me so mad. Especially because I think he's an Osaka boy as well. I'm kind of like, I know that's nice to put in your opening match, but also you could have could have given the guy a bit of bit of space on the card. Could have just had him win. I mean, I understand (laughs) that was like the newest young guy, but like he doesn't have to get the pin. Like people like young guys in other companies win all the time without getting the direct ball. It's fine. I don't know. If you was a if you were real real one like me watches Dragon Gate, I would have had Kenyo Kata come out in the main event win the world title, but you know. Boys That's ready, actually. Yeah. Um, and I, I, know, I, I didn't hate this. I like this I, version of Funky Express. I think since their like title challenge, like I, yeah. I was not on board with the whole Funky Express thing. I at all. was because Shay Tanaguchi had a cigar and a crown and a gold chain. I was on board from the get go. I was like, "Yo, when is this dude's GAC title challenge coming?" Um, no, I was like, career goes to die. I'm not not okay with it. Bro, he should have entered in one that year, him and Cashin had the feud. He should have beaten everybody in his block. He should have, he should have, let's see, he should have beat Muto on a house show as well. And he probably should have been GAC heavyweight champion. That's just my take. Okay, I would have been down with it if they were going to do that. Yeah, no, this dude was insane. He was talking about how like his wife doesn't talk to him and he's just got this big crown now. It's like crazy. <laughs> but I yeah. wasn't, yeah, okay. but I, I wasn't rocking with like the trio of the Funky Express whenever he left because I felt like such a big part of the original one was him and Yone tagging because they both are willing to get very violent very quickly. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, since the tag title challenge, Saito's coming around and I mean, Saito can turn it on whenever he wants. I just think he probably feels like he doesn't really need to, but he should because he's good when he tries. And same thing with Yone. Like, Yone is actually really, really good when he tries, especially when he faces people like Nakajima. It's fun. 
Yes. Yes. Um, um but okay. it was just it was just the opener. It's like I've seen this match a million times, Funky Express versus Young Guys. So it's just like you know, yeah. it's it, yeah. But all I'm saying is, when we're gonna get to this uh, Kenyo kind of push, we got we are. It is February 15th right now. We got we got like ten more months left. So like we gotta get this going. We got this is a terrible start. This is we just like we gotta get start. him to the main event of next year's Nippon Budokan. We don't have a lot of time, Mister Wrong Guy, bro. It's, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um, speaking of stuff, I didn't have a lot of time. Needs to do something about this. Like, he's a politic. He's, he's probably a really nice guy that doesn't politic, but he should politic. This is this is your yeah. guy right here. Yeah. Speaking of things, I really didn't have a lot of time for. Uh, Chris Ridgeway and Daga faced uh, Hajime Ohara and Tadasuke. Mm-hmm. This is the first instance of the night where I was just like, this crowd does not care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they pop for most. I mean, they pop for most of the stuff Daga did, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But like for the most part, it was just dead air. I was like, oh. It's like this match was so flat because the crowd was not even remotely interested in seeing this match. And it's yeah. like whenever the finish happened, it was just so abrupt. I was just like, all right, indeed, a match has happened. Uh, but um, whenever I saw Hayato walk out with Chris Ridgeway, I was like, oh, no, something bad's happening tonight. And I'm going to hate this entire show. I feel it. As soon as I saw them walking down the ramp, together, I was early. like, it's over. I, I was like, it's <laughs> over. I was like, it's it's done. I was like, I forgot the car car too. So whenever I saw Ahara and Tadasuke coming out, I was like, oh god, who are they facing now? And here, I'm like, oh god, this is this isn't fun. Okay, but is Doug st- sticking around? Uh, I don't know about full time because he lives in Mexico and he's. But I think he is going to be like one of the regular juniors because he's Ita's friend and Ita. Ita, we were just talking about carnies in Japan before we recorded, but Ita, really good carny, came over to Noah, got both of the junior titles, got his friend Daga over. Uh, yeah. he was in when Ita first took over uh Antius and rebranded it to Red. Around the time that Ita brought Pac in. Uh, storyline wise he actually legitimately brought dog over from mexico because uh when ida was on his excursion in mexico they were in uh paros del mal together and shit like that so okay so he's a i still know him as just Ida's friend and this did not help me get to know him but that's fine (laughs) that's basically what he is that's why nosawa said i have a present for you and it's like i'm bringing dog i was like oh shit it's like you were just a present bro we got no plans for you uh dog is like I don't know. Dog is very, very hit or miss. It just depends on who he's mixing up with. Uh, I think there's a lot of juniors in Noah that don't really mesh well with his style, so I don't know how that's going to pan out, yeah. but we'll see. Hopefully, they do just pivot after all this and have him team with Ida, because that's probably the best spot for him to get the most out of him. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, Ida's not going to have him fail with, regardless. So, I mean... Uh, that's probably the best spot for him, but I mean, he got the win here. Uh, although he had to get saved and like Ridgeway squashed both of the other Congo juniors, but I mean, Sadaska's <laughs> used to it by now, so it's fine. <laughs> he's he's used to just being there and losing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah Daka got the win, and backstage he uh already like talked about becoming a champion. And Noah, I don't think he realizes he's in the junior heavyweight division because I'm pretty sure he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna be a champion. And Noah, I was like. I don't think he knows that yet. <laughs> uh, but this was a little fun, although I, I'm still mad about the Fujita theme song thing. But uh, 
We had uh, Hideki Suzuki, uh, Stupid Sexy with Curls and a white jacket, teamed up with Timothy Thatcher and Kazuki Fujita's uh, selling drinks, I guess. I, I don't know what he's handing out to people, but he's very happy about it. <laughs> I hope they're just like... He gave one to Harada as well, who's pretty happy about it. I don't know what it is, but it must I be good it, stuff. It must be. Harada's happy. This is the first time I've seen him smile he was, he in like happy. two like, years. He's like, happy. Shit. he's like, I'm getting free stuff with this thing. <laughs> And they took on probably the greatest trio of all time, Yoshiki Amore, Masato Tanaka, Masaki Mochizuki. Whenever they came out, I just tweeted, I was like, does anybody remember that one summer where Masato Tanaka and Masaki Mochizuki religiously beat the shit out of Kaito and Inamore? <laughs> it was like one summer where they just, it was like, it was still during M's Alliance, so they were just beating the shit out of them every show. It was great. <laughs> uh, I remember... I remember it so vaguely, and I was seeing them team up. It was like, ah, good times. <laughs> Bring back. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, for the first part of this match, I was, it was kind of dragging a little bit, and I was like, all right, let's skip to the part where Fujita and Masato Tanaka headbutt each other, please. And, like, the more they kept – dog, as soon as they started limb targeting, I was like, oh, God, somebody get in this ring. Somebody tag in Masato Tanaka. They're Sagirkin's limb targeting. Everybody, please, somebody save me. Um. <laughs> But I mean, of course, the highlight was Masato Tanaka because I don't know, he's like almost 50 and still he's so so good. Uh, Masato Tanaka, one of my friends is in Japan right now and she went to the Zero One BJW show. And this is like, yeah, Masato Tanaka's got a really ashy back, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, it's that tan, and I'll tell you, that tan is good enough. I, I have a theory that like his skin is like an M&M, like it's a tough outer shell and that's why he's so tough. Like you cannot break the man. Yeah, him, Benke, and Sugira are going to ruin their lives with these tanning beds, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I absolutely love Hideki Suzuki being a little bitch to Inamura because it's just yeah, the greatest I love thing. this so much. I could, I could watch this all day. I mean, yeah. I, some people don't like Hideki Suzuki, and that's fine, but I love Hideki Suzuki because he's, one, he's a good wrestler when he tries. Two, he's fucking hilarious, so I don't know how you can hate Hideki Suzuki. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was, it was like uh, they were doing the uh, pre-tapes for the Muto show they did throughout like the whole month, and I think it was Suwama's where he was like questioning why... Um, he wasn't Muto's last opponent and that the Noah fans suck. And then Hideki just quote tweeted it and just said, this is boring. <laughs> he's, so, he's so funny. And I, I like this as well because like Inamura, I feel like tries to match him a little bit in the ring yeah. and stuff. And it brings something else out of him, which is really like, it's nice to see that development. Um, One of Inamura's high points last year for me was when him and Masa faced Thatcher and Hideki for the JC titles and Hideki beat the shit out of him and then flipped him off as he was leaving the ring. I was like, this is a good stuff. Pro wrestling's yes. back. <laughs> um, but I ooh, I ooh, I can't wait because I know they're gonna have a singles, but uh he does get the win over uh Inamura. And I think backstage, I don't know the exact verbiage, but he said something to the extent that you're my rival, so like do do more i want you to do more because you yeah. just not <laughs> i can't wait till i, I love this though like i'll beat the shit out of you and then i'm gonna be nice to you and then i'll beat the shit out of you it's just such a great dysfunctional relationship i love it i can't wait till you know more is like 40 and open a match just losing to hideki suzuki's child it's gonna be great 
What? <laughs> the next Zuki's child is going to finish what he started. Uh, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do with the Deki this year. Because, I mean, I understand why they're giving Thatcher most of the opportunities. But, I mean, Hideki did go to the N1 finals last year. And he's probably somebody you can use a lot more. Uh, especially in singles title challenges opposed to some of the people they have been using. Uh, mm-hmm. Fujita's yeah. just been chilling this year. He must have been, I don't know, because really he stopped taking a bunch of bookings. So I want to say it was like right around when Anoki passed, he started missing a bunch of shows. Uh, so right. maybe he was still dealing with that. Or maybe, I mean, he's got a young child too. So maybe he's just been busy being dad and whatnot. All I know yeah. is when... Whenever he's like not at shows, like Hideki Suzuki or somebody in the Zagir army will just randomly take a picture of him and like flip flops or something at like a train station. <laughs> Great. It's like, yo, look at this. Look, look what I got here. <laughs> but yeah, and then we get to this is a blunt rotation match if I've ever seen one. This is crazy. We had Kongo, <laughs> Hiroki, Katsuko Nakajima, Masakatsu Funaki, and Suji Kondo versus Amaxa, El Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr., Ninja Mac, and Naomichi Marfuji. <laughs> what the fuck is this match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it kind of worked. Oh, yeah. I didn't hate well, it. Well, it was a vehicle for some stuff. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I, no, I, I I always like when like I generally forget that Mac is going to be in a match. Yeah, because he's not somebody I'm looking out for. But I do love when he's against Kondo because Kondo's face is just like who the fuck is this guy, and that's how I feel. And I'm I, like, I, I like when like I like when he's in a match against Kondo because Suji Kondo tries to kill him. He just goes, yeah. I don't. If you're short, Suji Kondo doesn't like you. Although he's also short, he just happens to be big. <laughs> <laughs> You're short. Suji Kondo wants to throw you around like a dart. That's that's just how it is. <laughs> I like how like most of Kongo's like super aggressive, and then you get Masakatsu Funaki in here, and he's got to do like his uh, grappling and stuff. And I, it's it's so funny. I I like Funaki. Yeah. National run aside, I like Funaki, but it's so funny. This is the especially yeah. uh, with Hiroki being aggressive as he was in this match. Is like shifting from that to Funaki getting a clean tag and trying to lock up with somebody. It's 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 fun. <laughs> Uh, it was interesting like him and him again and, and wagner and going like okay the national runs between each of these guys like the comparison is ridiculous like yeah Funaki's- wagner's <laughs> wagner's been champion for not long at all and his reign's already surpassed funaki's <laughs> so Absolutely. Uh, yeah um that was fun uh also like i i was wondering i was like yo i was like they probably could have just did condo versus a max on the show because i mean condo did make him tap out in the shuffle tournament but i mean whatever but they used it to do something else and i got the feeling whenever because i don't know no attack matches i can sense whenever they're about to end i don't know why this is it's like no unpredictability in most of them so like i can sense when they're coming to, toward a close so mm-hmm. whenever hiroki and amaxa were doing their stuff and they were cooking they weren't like just going through tax stuff they were like cooking for real so i was just like oh i was like all right i was like i was like is Hiroki about to win here and exact and like as soon as Hiroki won i just tweeted out Hiromu takahashi is about to fucking squash a maxa <laughs> <laughs> i was like he just got pinned by Hiroki on a nothing yeah. show so I mean, I'm fine with it because it led to a Hiroki challenge, but also I probably wouldn't have done this as he's about to go face Hiromu Takahashi. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, this, 
it is weird like okay so i think there's this like thread of amaxa facing basically all the guys who made him who he is yeah but he doesn't remember who any of them are and one of them is Haremi, but uh one of them obviously is neo is because yeah. neo and hal had plenty he of called him how afterwards too so like, what's up how <laughs> Yeah, which I like because it, it's like we are still getting reminded he clearly is the same guy. And even in his I, previous incarnations, he hasn't done the whole thing of like, that's, he's like, that's not me. But also he isn't trying to pretend he's definitely a different person. Um, I just think like this they, is a different type of personality. I think they should have acted like he's somebody brand new and they've never seen him before. That's what I think they should have <laughs> did. <laughs> like, who I, is I, this? Yeah, maybe. Um, it would that would have been pretty funny to be fair. Hiroki but, making like, this challenge, like I don't know who you are, but I know I want that belt. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny um, trying to listen because, like, most of the press con, so they just had the Muto press conference yesterday, and like for most of the entire press conference, we just talked about him and Kenbai's history, uh, living together in England while Max just stared in the camera. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I'm like really it. enjoying and I don't know where it's gonna go but I'm really enjoying this and I need him to like face like all the other guys because now he's in the junior tournament with uh, Musashi and like that would be a really good like tie up of the whole Kenbai yeah. thing and so I'm like he now needs to face everybody with amnesia not remembering who they are I like I don't really care if he wins or loses but I, like a whole I listen. I know he's not being Hiromu, so I, that's fine. But I mean, we could have at least pretended and gave him a little bit of momentum heading into it. But uh, I mean, that's fine. I like when Hiroki challenges for the junior title because, like, Hiroki's like actual moments of trying, which I know he had like a big neck injury a few years back, but like his instances of trying are very few and far in between. Just, it just has to be either the right occasion or like somebody's got to bring it out of him. Uh, but whenever he challenges for the junior title, he always delivers. Him and Katoga had a fun match in Corican about I want to say it was like two years ago. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like I like stories whenever Hiroki challenges because they usually like as I don't know how do I put this compared to when other people challenge just because they want to be champion and just challenge because they get a direct fall. Usually, there's more substances to Hiroki's challenges. Uh, like first with Katoge, it's just whenever Katoge won the belt, he was just like, I, I know I can beat this JC Junior Champion. It's like, it's, I know I can mm-hmm. do it. And then this one, of course, there's a lot of story with him and how, which is good. I like when title challenges have more than just, hey, can I challenge? Is that like cool with you? Yeah. Especially when it's a guy you know isn't necessarily gonna win or he's not like an obvious pick for that. You want yeah. there to be a reason why it's happening. <laughs> there's nothing I hate more than title challenges with not a chance of it going the other way and nothing to make you believe it they did a lot of those during like yeah. those first seven Hayato runs i had to watch um <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh that should be fun i think that's on march the 9th uh i don't know so, somebody will fact check that but i think while. yeah which yeah, it's really not for a while it's like for a couple weeks but I mean, of course, Max has got to shift his attention to the Muto show, which found out that Tokyo Tornado was Kenbai and Hiromu's team name. So that's yeah. why that's called. At first, I was like, why the fuck is this called this? <laughs> I yeah. did like a show with uh, um, Scott, and I was like, why the fuck is this Tokyo Tornado, man? What is this? It's, uh, yeah, that was our thing. 
and also the poster for it is based on like a photo they took like in England and ah, it's like an actual recreation of it which is super cute and um yeah I like that uh Hiromi seems to be playing that up I think that's pretty fun yeah see I haven't seen the post we'll see yet. The... I haven't seen the okay. post yet this is like the demo English street but you know yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. I that probably, I don't know when I did the uh Muto preview show with Scott and like somebody asked us like, oh, what's gonna be the sleeper match of the night? I'm like, it's gonna be that one because it's really good, but nobody's probably gonna be looking out for it. I think that or the TJPW. Yeah, that was the other one we answered. I was like, it's one of those two, just because yep. people probably won't be looking out for it, but I just know it's gonna be good. Dog, this next I am one... I am with you. Not, they're not gonna win. Like he's not gonna win. But no. I give him maybe a twenty percent chance. But draw. that's fine though, because it's a Romu, so it's like it's fine. If it was like some lower card yeah. New Japan Junior, I'd probably be pissing a bitch about it. But you know, it's a Romu. It's fine. <laughs> this next match went sixteen minutes, and I had no idea it went sixteen minutes. <laughs> So we had El Desperado, Nosawa, Rongai, and Mashing Mask facing Yasutaka Yano and Yohei. Yano's filling in for Seki Yoshioka, who was, I want to say, he got some sort of injury, so they took him out of the show uh, so he could perhaps possibly be on the Muto show, which if he's not on it, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, he really better be. It's, it wasn't the same as his last injury that kept him out for a while, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. I don't know, something super serious. I think, I think it something with the uh, cerv- cervical spine, which it's just all... You see, I understand mm-hmm. when people watch Noah and go, why isn't more done with Seki Yoshioka? But Seki always has bad luck as he's getting ready for big spots. Uh, just the worst luck yeah. possible. Like, he's about to, he was about to get this match with Despi and then going to Tokyo Dome, and he just got a big injury. Uh, his last yeah. junior tag title run, uh, where he was about with a UCS move, which they probably would have held for quite a while, he got hurt. It's just bad luck yeah. after bad luck with him. So, yeah. uh, it sucks. And he's too. like an older guy getting hurt too. Like, yeah, so it's, it's not like a younger guy is getting hurt over and over. It's not a good position to be in. Yeah, for the guy, it, it's not great. Uh, hopefully he'll be back soon, but I don't know because cervical spine injuries are not minor so that's a little yeah. scary <laughs> yeah i hope he's not a complete idiot i mean you're gonna want to wrestle in the dome for muto you know <laughs> like i mean he, he really he, looks up to him if he wants to wrestle in the dome for muto he needs to take a page out of muto's book and sit on the apron and let everybody else do the work come in do one spot and call it a day <laughs> <laughs> but i really really like this match because they did everything they could to showcase yano and yano did really good as well like yeah. I, I appreciate Despy just fucking yelling at him every time he hit him. <laughs> Despy was having the time of his life bullying this child. Despy's in like this amazing point in his career where he can kind of put guys over and it doesn't hurt him. In fact, it makes him better. And yeah. he doesn't he's, have to do that. He's the most popular junior in Japan, and that's crazy to think about if anybody has any recollection of despy's career prior to the pandemic it's like insane uh but i mean i mean he's earned it especially since he's very very late into his career it's kind of cool that he's getting all this at this point um and yeah he did all he could to make yano here and yano did great 
I was kind of worried whenever Seki went out. I was like, ah, is it even going to be as good now that Yano's in it? Not because Yano's bad, but, you know, it's yeah, it's just like if Seki would have been in this match, the match would have looked up, looked a lot different. It probably would have been a lot more junior car crash tag match compared mm-hmm. to what it ended up being, which they probably had to shift their focus whenever Seki got hurt, which it worked out really good. So I'm glad they did. Like, this is one yeah. of the rare points in the night where the crowd got into it and they got behind Yano whenever he was trying to fight back and got a few close calls, but ultimately he he, he wasn't winning. But, you know. No, but uh, it was good. Nasawa did the very little, and I respect that. <laughs> they, bro, that's before Nasawa to get in the ring and work. He was like, bro, I'm tired. I can't. <laughs> it's like, can you just please get in the ring? <laughs> Something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was fun. I uh, also like the continuation of Despy and Yohei's little thing, uh, especially because I think just as their match was getting good at Wrestle Kingdom, it got cut off. So I'm glad that they picked up back where they left off. Yeah. Uh, and both are in the Junior Festival, so who knows what'll happen there? Although Despy is trying as hard as to get Sasaki to participate, but Sasaki is so dead set to go working at a McDonald's in Hollywood. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm definitely going to mention Daisuke Sasaki when we talk about the Junior Festival because that, man, that's something. Uh, first of all, what the fuck they do to Jake Lee's theme song now that we're getting to the next match? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, we are rocking. I was like, who is this? I was like, what is this? <laughs> Whoever did this? I thought it was just going to be like his All Japan theme. That, so I was like, yo, what is going on? I was like, this is, okay. So they we're did rocking. something. Yeah. It's like, weird hearing it, though, because it's still like close enough and he's still you know he's still coming out. he must have paid a lot for that coat because he is not getting rid of it he needs and to get rid of it i'm tired of seeing it it's hurting yeah. my eyes it's like, you got new tights dude like get a new coat you're in good looking guys you can't be wearing this you you got to get a, a fancy jacket or something that's like you can't be wearing this whatever this is i'm, yeah. I'm not no we're done with it Hey, anyway, but uh, him and Ethne Green representing GLG uh, took on Kado and Manabu Soya. I do like the little pose. I liked how this ramp was set up, uh, the stage design wise, where it had the multiple millions of steps. Uh, they probably didn't tell Keiji Mudo how many steps they were, but that's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later because I know he was probably fucking pissed when he came out on that stage. Somebody <laughs> um, got fired. Like, they did not yeah. tell people with bad knees about this. <laughs> Uh, but I do like the little pose uh, where Anthony Green was like all the way down on the floor and Jake stood at the very top of the ramp. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice little yeah. visual. Uh, tag match was fine. I want to see more from Kano and Jake, which, I mean, that's what this match was designed to do. And I think it did that because Jake, he, he played it off cool early on, but Kano, he will play it not cool and fucking yeah. start... I like when they were getting into it. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, this is what we're getting to. And then it stopped. I was like, oh, man. Now I bet Manabu Soya and Anthony Green are about to get in here and do something. And then they got the tags. I was like, ah, all right. Uh, I do yeah. think it was fine. Uh, Manabu Soya is much more suited as a tag guy. I've realized that. Uh, the Wagner match was good. But my hot take is it was a Wagner carry job. <laughs> so um, that's my hot take. Uh Congo fans, I'm I'm sorry, but this so is not it was good, but I think there were low expectations for Sawyer, and that's kind of hard. 
dog. My expectations are on the ground when it comes to Zoya. So anytime he does a remotely good performance, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, big man. Keep doing that. And then he doesn't, but it's fine. They did some proper tag stuff in this as well, him and Kano. That's that's oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Like when it's not just two guys, it's like a team. Yeah. I think the big problem with Munabu Soya as a singles guy is there's not a lot of intrigue there. I'm sure he's got many fans following him from all Japan and Wrestle One, and they are all in on Munabu Soya as a singles guy. However, for me, there's just not a lot of intrigue there. So whenever they try to make some sort of struggle happen with him and usually his more popular, more interesting opponent, it's just like, I guess, bro, I understand. Uh, but the tag stuff, I think, works out really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Hmm. Hmm. No, nah, I'm not going to say that because I don't. I, I'm not ready to believe that yet. I was about to say, I think him and Kano might be the best Congo tag team, but I'm not going to say that. I, I They got to show me something in this tag title match because, you know, Kano and Nakajima teamed up like twice and both times have been really, really good. So, <laughs> yeah. No, well, you got those two there. You, you got to show me something. But uh, I, I do think they did really well here. Uh, Anthony Green, for what it's worth, held his own. He's not somebody who's going to stand out in GLG with the other two that he's in the group with, but I think he's a nice fixture to have, uh, especially when you need somebody to take falls because you don't want the other guys taking falls. Um, well, it was a fun tag match. Of course, uh, the Congo team got the win, which I was so positive that Congo was about to lose here. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're about to push this unit super strong, but they won, which... I mean, that's good, but we I knew where that was going. After I saw them backstage comments, I was like, oh, yeah, it's time for the annual oh, Congo first tag title challenge. Yeah, yeah. Go, fine. baby, we here. <laughs> uh, I'm interested in Congo's year, year this year, though, because it's going to be interesting because last year, Kano had his GHC run. He went to Budokan multiple times for the title. Uh, even this year where he had the match with Kaito for the GHC heavy. Uh, him and Nakajima challenged for the tag titles a bunch last year. Uh, Fudaki was national champion for what seems like my entire life. Uh, Congo Juniors got their first belt. So it'll be an interesting year for Congo. I don't know really how they go forward from here, but we'll see. Uh, I thought yeah. Nakajima like multiple times was going to challenge for the national, but it seems yes. like they're halting on that. So. I mean, maybe he'll go to all Japan and do something with Miyahara or something. I don't know, but yeah, I wonder like... if he might go somewhere. The way it's like he, they had a perfect opportunity to really push the national thing in the earlier on the show, and they didn't really. Yeah, so. There was like several instances where I was like, "Oh, he's gonna challenge," but it hasn't happened yet. So maybe they're holding for whatever reason. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see how their year shapes up, just because. I don't know. It feels like their mission changes every year, but they did a lot last year, so I really don't know what they could do together this year unless they go pick yeah. some more fights with people. I mean, Cyber Fight Festival is relatively soon, so they'll probably go pick some fights in DDT rather soon. Yeah. I don't know who with who. But then, you know, there's a point at which you don't want it to be a repeat. And I mean, they go through members. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. you know, they've picked up a couple of guys who haven't necessarily shaped the direction of the organization particularly they're still not doing any like they're clearly not doing anything with Tadasuke and they're not going to so Kondo's busy man he's selling cookie he's working this Dragon Gate house show loop he's a busy uh, man he can't be here every show (laughs) so he's not gonna be the guy he's got a a gym too 
I don't know what's up. With, I don't know what's up with Toymon guys and opening gyms, but Doi's got one. Yoshino's got one. Kondo's got one. Everybody's opening gyms. It's fine. It's it's the combo combo of selling cake and opening a gym, though. That's a bold move. Oh, that Constantly creating a market for yourself. That's true. I mean, I bet he hates whenever he's at Dragon Eight house shows and people like Sismu just runs up to him and harass him for his cookies. But it's fine. <laughs> Dude's, doing that. dude's just trying to put on his gear and susamu has got his hand out. like, where is my financier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the next match, I don't know. I got mixed opinions on it. So we had Atsushi Katoge and Jolistico. I was excited for it before it began. And I, for the most part, I think they did a lot of good stuff. It's just the crowd was so dead. There was no energy in the entire match. And with both of the guys involved, you need energy in the arena for, you know, something good to come out of it. Especially in Gaijin single showcases, you need the, like, atmosphere to be pretty good for them to hit home. And it's like the crowd didn't care. I mean, they tried their best to get the crowd involved, and they did a lot of good stuff, in my opinion. It just didn't get where it should have gotten, and it's not entirely their fault. <laughs> it, start, it started well. Um you know, and, and I was thinking about this because I was like, well, who else would I put? I think it's good to do a singles. I think, but who else where would I put? Well, you've got an Osaka crowd. You should put Katoga in there. And he's a good pair of hands and probably the right kind of fit for this sort of match. So I wouldn't have changed the match. It just didn't quite hit. A real one like me would have put injured Daisuke Harada in and have him beat Julius <laughs> Tickell in five minutes. And <laughs> of course you would. Raise his fist and... <laughs> Shot about Dokkan. Done that and have Katoge do the commentary on it. It'd be great. No, nah, I would have had Harada's brother doing the commentary. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think Jolistico uh, is going to be a really good fit if he keeps showing up. It's just hopefully they get better crowds than what they have tonight or on this show because it's yeah. it was rough and it sucks because I do re- I did really enjoy this, but I think. You know, they should have had more appreciation from the crowd. It would have put the match higher than what I have it at right now. Yeah. I, I, this was the match I woke up to watch and it didn't give me an instant kind of great feeling early in the morning. And I did go back and rewatch it and I was a lot happier second time around. Yeah. Um, like without, you know, knowing the air is going to be sucked out of it to some extent like it was just able to enjoy it as a match i just treated it like it was a no crowd like no clap or just a clap crowd or whatever and it was great man i this crowd i've said it so much during this podcast but god this crowd sucked uh <laughs> but Julisco got a win um so i have to imagine he's doing more i know he mentioned whenever he vacated all the tag belts that him and dragon lee held because dragon lee signed that mark contract um that uh he was gonna be doing more in japan so interested to see what they do i said it last time but if there's a time to do a global junior league it's probably now you should probably do that so i can see all the juniors i like wrestle and so juntica wrestle drillistico and do lucha things so yeah man i don't know what who decided to know that we're just gonna stop doing tournaments and we're just gonna do n1 but you should be fired whoever that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like uh, I don't know, like, uh, wait until after um, it's his retirement show and maybe they'll announce something, but if they don't do it soon, it's not happening, you know? Yeah, we have the annual Stinger Beats Everybody Junior World Cup. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we will as well, because Hayat is back. Like, yeah. that's going to be a thing. 
I don't think Sasumi's coming back though. So I don't know. He's freelancing. I don't know what what's he what's he up to. I don't know if he's hurt or he's just, he's got uh, blonde hair. He can't come back. Oh, that's fair. I mean, maybe he's got a day job. I mean, Keiichi Sato doesn't work all the great shows because he's a model, so he's like, all right, I'll come in when I feel like it. Yeah. Uh, then we had the GHC tag team title match. This was like the one match where I just didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Taka and Satoshi versus Daiki Inaba and Masakita Mia. And they missed a very good opportunity to put the stakes in this match that the loser of this match cannot wear orange anymore. That's a marketing opportunity they missed, and that's fine that they don't want to make oh. money. I'm just giving them options, but um, Daki Naba, for what it's worth, he tried very, very hard in this compared to his usual matches. Like, I figured if somebody was going to make him try, it'd be Sagira and Kojima because if he didn't try, they would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I, I still didn't buy him being able to stop Sagira, like. For the amount of time that he actually was, I was like, no, this man would destroy you. But he was so happy yeah. that I've kind of forgiven him. I think him and Masa is a good team because Masa is yeah. the best wrestler in Noah, and just the energy he brings to a match that I think that he's going to bring. If they get a long run, which they should, because I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So they should get a long run. If they get a long run, they'll start to gel more and more uh, together. And I think Masa's the perfect partner because he's going to actually try to work with Anaba. Like most tag teams you see nowadays, especially in Puro, they're two singles guys doing a tag team just because they're actually feeling like a tag team because they're trying to put stuff together and trying to work together as a team. Just what yeah. Taka and Satoshi did whenever they became a team, it's like they're trying to put stuff together where it makes them an actual team, uh, which is really good. Uh, I don't know if they're the team I would have had to beat talking satoshi but hindsight being 2020 if you wanted to use this ring to elevate somebody it was probably the right team to go with uh yeah. especially because anaba this is his first title run in noah since coming in 2020 he doesn't didn't really get many big spots so it's probably the right thing to do that and masa just wins the tag title randomly every year so i mean yeah i mean so yeah. it's just it's like it's whenever Segura's a tag champion and is challenging it's like death row for Segura. so <laughs> Yeah, I, it made me super sad afterwards because I hadn't really thought about, yeah, Kojima and um, Sugi kind of breaking up. And now I'm like, I'm like, I'm confronted with I, it. Uh, I don't it's want painful. it. Nah, New Japan don't need them. I know, I know Kojima's on like a few of the Fantastic Mania shows. And yeah, y'all can have them for those shows, but y'all not getting them no more. They come back. <laughs> Got more yeah, things to do. I, I, I do hope so. Um, because. Yeah, they've, they've been amazing, and I obviously, like, a big part of this was him, like, really picking Sugi out of the dumps, and yeah. he wasn't in a good place, and I don't I want him to, like, take that fire do something with it, and I'm worried that if he doesn't, if it's not with tag stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even have to go back after the tag titles right now. They could just still, like, team up on all the Noah shows. I mean, yeah, most of Pero shows are completely Com yeah, primarily comprised of tags so why not yes. and he's plus, a great tag guy and you know they'll be a lot of fun plus i want them to be on uh the Bioden show and i think it's april so i want them to be on a Bioden show and i want them to face yoshiki kato and somebody else i haven't decided i want to be nagano nagano's a tiny guy uh, who who's who gonna put in there with kato to face them mm. 
I'll get back to everybody on that. I don't know. I got to do some thinking. <laughs> <Wait, wait. laughs> I don't got a lot of big people on this roster, man. The only other big person other than like Ben and people that are actually pushed is over in Mexico. So there's not much we can do, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that did make me sad. Like since they lost, I was like, God, I don't want this to and talk and Satoshi are so fun together in press conferences and promos. I, I adored their promos, especially whenever uh, they were hyped. I think it was the Kano and Nakajima defense, and Sagira was just like, I just want y'all to know Kojima left his title and his sunglasses, so we had to stop shooting, and he had to go back and get them. <laughs> and his sunglasses. It was like, yes. <laughs> in the first press conference, they wore the sunglasses, or Kojima was just corpsing because... They asked him about the asked the gear about the sunglasses and he goes, Satoshi told me to wear them. And Kojima just starts fucking dying of laughter trying to explain things. <laughs> oh God. Oh we can't, we can't end this. It can't be over. <laughs> man, where, where's the KOD tag title run, man? Where, <laughs> where's the GAC Junior tag title run? <laughs> Uh, but I, I am happy for Hinaba, though. Hinaba was so happy. And he gets to walk into the Tokyo Dome on his mentor's final show as a tag champion. So that's good. That's good. That's good. They're and opening, I think, as well. So. Yeah. And it's the last belt that Muto held in Noah. So Lot, lots of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's pretty there. cute. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. know he's excited. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> their first challenger is already set because Manabu Soya and Kano decide to ruin the surprise. And after the match, like so, he was like, "We should challenge for the tag titles." And Kano was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea, man." And then you'll never guess who showed up when Inaba and Masa were doing their backstage segment. <laughs> <laughs> Kano being super supportive there—that's uh, that's great. He's a good leader. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, he is. God. <laughs> Now, if you would like to talk about this next match. Uh, um, do I want to talk about this next match? Okay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So they shit on Alejandro and Genta the entire build and then make them look like bitches here and lose. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know how yeah, you do a I don't know how you do a build like that and don't have them win in the end. If you weren't going to have them win, you shouldn't have done the whole build, them taking Alejandro's mask, giving them no momentum heading into this match. It, yeah, it was weird. I was kind of wondering whether we were maybe going for like a permanent unmasking because like, yeah. Jinta's been really big on Alejandro's mask, but Alejandro hasn't really been. And he's kind of being like, well, I'll fight without it. Like, I'll do whatever I have to. Dog's whole um, face was out. So, I mean. Yeah, he's <laughs> clearly not that bothered. Um, but then I thought, you know, at least then we might get something going on between the two of them or whatever. But it's not not that. It was just like them making them look like idiots, and I did not like that. Um, People, I no did fair. like uh, Ogawa taunting Harada, obviously, because that's you know what I want oh, to happen a, all the time. That's a perfect segue because <laughs> no fans are about to hate me and I want a preference that I love Yoshinari Ogawa. I would take Yoshinari Ogawa over Masawa any day of the week but it's time to have a talk about Yoshinari Ogawa in these GAC Junior Tag matches. He brings them down so much just because usually he's the only person involved that works a slow methodical style so they have to try to 
incorporate all their stuff as well as play to his stuff as well. And it usually makes me super down on these junior tag title matches. Uh, I didn't mind the one with him and Ridgeway because Ridgeway's similar. And I guess you at least get the kind of pace and that's, you know, like, oh, Stinger are the guys who torture you a little bit. Fine. Um, I have not but... enjoyed Ogawa GAC junior tag matches since him and Kotaro were tagging. And that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's fair. And I, I don't know because I keep feeling we're getting to a point where he's going to step back in Stinger. And obviously, it looks like Hayata's kind of stepping up in some ways, but I don't think he will. I think he's just going to keep being the guy who's around. Which it's um, funny because like his singles matches don't have this problem. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just the tag stuff. Like his singles matches are always fine. So yeah. I don't know. It just brings them down a lot. Like I just was like, this was whatever for me. Uh, yeah. Him and Nita retain, and then Hayata uh... <laughs> and Chris Ridgeway challenge and. Hayata learned how to use a microphone while he was injured. Um, that was an exciting development. Um, unless you're a Tenryu project, I think you can get rid of your junior tag titles. New Japan, no, I don't need them. Get, get, we're done with them. We're done. We're done with them. We're, it's over. I'm done. Can't be doing this. I don't uh, know what Gento's going after this, though, now. I don't. I don't He's going to look like a little bitch the entire year, probably. Um, it, hmm, how do I put this? So, I love the idea of junior tag titles so much, but it is very clear that no company in a really long time has been able to properly do them correctly. So, hindsight being 2020, no company, unless it's like Terminator Project, because, you know, they're independent, whatever, uh, should have junior tag titles because nobody can do them right. I don't know the last time I truly enjoyed the Noah junior tag title scene. Maybe like that few month period where we had like Kotaro and Yohei, Momosei, Ida, and whoever he decided to team up with at that point in time, just is rotating fixtures that was all right congo were challenging a lot more there uh and then new japan i just don't like new japan so they don't deserve anything <laughs> I, I would replace the the tag ones with trios though because yeah. i think that's that's kind of where noah is in terms of like their setup and other things and that would trios be is, trios is a better idea uh when they have the triangle gate, it worked. It's just that no fans didn't care about Dragon Gate belt, so it's just like didn't come off as well. Uh, which I don't know. That's a tribalist thing through all companies. Like it's similar. Like whenever uh, Noah would like have their belts on Dragon Gate shows, Dragon Gate fans was like, "We do not fucking care, bro. We know <laughs> yeah. Ultimo Dragon. We do not care about no Kenta Kobashi. We done with this, man." <laughs> um, no, it's just. Yeah, I think a lot of companies could benefit from having trios belts. Like trios belts are always good, especially if you go under lucha rules. I don't know. I just don't think any company's done junior tag titles well in a long time. 
I know for a fact New Japan's junior tag title scene hasn't been hot in a long ass time. Uh, even when they had like an actual appointed ace tag team on top of the division, it just was there. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. That's just me though. I, this is I don't have any excitement for these belts anymore now because like it's just the it's time been years. You're right. Like it has literally been years. I think. Yeah, it's just like. It's very rare whenever now they do junior tag title matches. I'm excited for it just because I don't know. It's like every new match is just me being more disappointed. And now you can have Stinger or Stinger. <sighs> you know what? Maybe New Japan should have killed Noah all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is the eventual. <laughs> My God. Uh, nah, man. Uh, it's you know, it's fine. At least the Max is junior champ. That's all that matters. These belts can do whatever. As long as the Max is not losing yeah. Hayata, it's cool. It's whatever. I think it's like from the point. I mean, obviously, I like Momonization. Like they're that's their belts. Uh, it's nice for them to have them. But I do think since the reunion number three or whatever, um, yeah that's not being well they tried to team with new people but Harada just wouldn't stop fucking getting hurt <laughs> so Katoga would have to team with whoever he was about to team with yeah and Katoga's cute boyfriend club was fun for a little while but um it you know it doesn't do anything for the belts and it doesn't ultimately do anything for them because like you know they're the main unit and you know what you want to give this division purpose you want to make it good you're in cyber fight you get people from gone pro you get people from ddt you have them come challenge for the belts Mm-hmm. yeah i still think there's potential with them yeah there's a lot of things you can do to salvage this division but i don't think they'll do any of it so that's the problem <laughs> so. yeah yeah exactly um but you know we'll see oh yeah i'm sure everybody's gonna love that like 30 minute stinger versus stinger match that i'm not gonna watch but you know it, <laughs> it'll be fine but for the highlight of the night, we had KG Muto come out with the NWO song, and he was pissed about these stairs, man. <laughs> he, he was like, bro, who put all these stairs here, man? It was when I realized they had to walk up the stairs to walk down the stairs. I was yeah. like, oh, this man is not going to be happy. <laughs> he rolled in the ring, and all he, all he did was just plug his show. I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to go sit on commentary. And then Naito showed up in a full white suit cape. Also, with bad knees going down these stairs, except for Naito doesn't care. He, he'll die for this, man. He don't care. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, yeah. So he gets in the ring. He greets the fans. And then, you know, he just builds the match with Muto. He goes to raise the fist to Muto. Muto tries to fist pump him. It was really fucked up because Muto had to get up off the chair. His knees was hurting. He had to stand all the way up. Goes to fist bump him. Naito just walks away. Then he has to sit back down. That was really mean, actually. <laughs> uh, this I, had the best Muto expressions that I've seen in a while. Like, he was just man, furious. You know oh, what? Yeah. His show, I said it last night, it's called Pro Wrestling's Last Love because after this show, wrestling should just end and we should all go do something else. Because <laughs> there's never going to be another one like this dude. This dude's crazy, man. He's like, last match, Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> <laughs> Naito gets back in the ring, takes his cape off just to do his pose. This is this is all I ever wanted in wrestling. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, pro wrestling last love. This should be the end of wrestling. We should all go do something else. 
because we're gonna have we're gonna have two world champions punch each other in the face. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. No, and just blow up the Tokyo Dome afterwards. Oh like, yeah, we're done. done. I, I mean, well, boxing. No more Tokyo Dome Oh, we should. No, somebody should dive off the top of the Tokyo Dome. That way, wrestling gets banned there, and then they, all they have to do is like boxing <laughs> shows and like concerts, which they should do. Bushi's free. He can go jump off the top of it and get them banned yeah. or something. Fine. <laughs> uh then we get to the main event and i thought the video packages would package was interesting mm-hmm. i did like it because it did build some sympathy for jack that wasn't really there but i thought it was yeah. interesting because for the most part gog's kind of been pushed as this like de facto heel not really healed unit but jack was mm-hmm. like full-on baby face here and uh yeah it was, it was really good uh rachel had a good like dissection of it when i was watching live where they were talking about how Kaito needed to use this match to sh- truly be an ace, be a wall that somebody can climb up, uh, climb up to, and that's where he is like Jack's obstacle in some sense. Uh, yeah. And he's building a new rival for the future, which that was a good dissection of it. A lot of people had a lot of. <laughs> I love that everybody was talking about the video package. Like, oh, I really hope Jack does well after that. And then I just tweeted out, "Yo, why is Kaito got his feet out? This is crazy." <laughs> This made no sense. Like, no, Jack has a shirt off. Fine. He's the guy with the shirt off. Why doesn't Kaido have shoes? I don't know. Because, like, it had nothing to do with the entire package. He's just there without shoes. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you? Did he forget them for the shoot? I don't know. Man, just it's like, yeah, nah, man. Just not a big believer. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I, I, the, I, I loved everything about it. Like, Jack looked like coming down from his entrance he looked very nervous and then when he got into the ring he it just turned into he was super excited it was really good and then i don't know kaito just has a swagger about him in this ghc run that he didn't have like ever since i've watched him like he's got mm-hmm. this newfound confidence and it's, it's so good like he's just so cool calm and collected now uh he doesn't look like especially in the oh when he was in the muto feud it was at worst he was just too overly eager like all the time and i was just like bro you're gonna leave this company you need to sit down somewhere yeah now now he's just like he really has the i don't know it's weird because he's about to face okada but he really has that feeling that he's okada and Noah, where he just feels like he's the shit and you know people's got to come up to him so it's like he's truly coming into his ace era yeah Um, like the last two years he's been asking okada for recognition basically like he's kind of being like you know mm-hmm. you need to recognize me I, I am the guy but it just sounds really awkward and kind of and but yeah. now he's it just came like off it came off it. yeah it came off very fanboyish but now that we are in this year where he's a lot more confident and then just fucking kicked okada on the face it feels good yeah yeah um, it was it was this interesting journey as well with like the whole muto thing in the middle it's just like he's getting to the stage where he knows who he is and yeah. He's not just Muto's, you know, the guy Muto likes. He's not just, you know, not Chiyazaki. He's not just Misawa's, um, you know, inspired by Misawa. He's something else. It's weird because for the most part, I didn't like most of the matches Kaito and Muto had together, not until the last one. But it's weird because it feels like if he didn't have Muto, this arc wouldn't have happened and he wouldn't have gotten to this point. So it's like odd now to now to look back on now that we're about to get to the Tokyo Dome and all that. And it's just like, wow, like if he didn't really have this arc, I don't know if he would have been able to get here. He probably would have sometime in the future, but it really sped things up and 
made him a stable top name for Noah. Although he was already a top name, but a stable young ace, so to speak. It's because he's, I, th- I think, like that whole kind of the going into the N1 run after having won, but then making the moves that Muto gave him his own, getting his own gear that wasn't like basically looked like whatever, who, whoever he was facing at the time. Yeah. And he's just really kind of gone, okay, I'm going to take what you've given me, but I'm going to do something that's me with it. Whereas I feel like before, you know, he was had like the Masawa that. Green, he was like trying to copy Muto so he could beat him. And that wasn't ever going to work. Cause like, he yeah. can't be somebody else. You got to be Kaito. Um, yeah. Which it's kind of funny in all the builds whenever, ever somebody would tell him he was just trying to be Muto, he would go into the match and just be himself, which is good. Mm, yeah. Because, I mean, there was a long period, and especially during N1, where he really was just Muto. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, he eventually got over it, which is good, but yes. it's really crazy. But he needed to get over it to win. Like, that was that was how he won. And I think it's a nice, it's a nice little story. Yeah. Which, this yeah. Master Jack was really, really good. I mean, some people were shocked by it. I was not. I expected it to be good. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I was like, uh, I was like, I've been, I've been following Jackson Tyre Noah run. I expect this to be good. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, they, Kaito worked very, very hard to give Jack a lot in this, although he was eventually going to be the one to win. And it, mm-hmm. you knew in your head that Kaito was winning, but he did everything he could to like, Plan a little bit of doubt in there and give Jack a lot, and Jack rose to the occasion. Uh, yes. So it was really, really good. Uh, yeah. Lots of back and forth. I do like a like what was the big move that Kaito hit? It was one of the his bigger moves. Can't remember if it was just a re- I think it was a regular shining wizard actually. And like mm-hmm. he went for the cover and like Jack powered out at one and then got up and it was I was like oh yeah we're cooking we're cooking with over yeah. here. <laughs> it was like so good. Um, it was. And yeah. I like that like idea of building a rival because I think that's true. Yeah. Like Jack came into the N one, nobody knew who this like weird Scottish guy was, mm-hmm. and beating Kaito was a huge part of his story. So he's been somebody else's story, and now, you know, they've they've got that threat, and that is so cool. They were just able to build on it. Yeah, it was good that they got here. Uh, which, if he sticks around full time, to be a good long term investment, and did everything he could here. He brought out some new stuff. He brought out all his regular stuff. And Kaito really had to fight for it, and he did everything. Like even oh, I think uh, the move that Jack powered out of was the which I didn't know this was called this the transform tiger driver. Everything he yes. does is now just transformed, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, oh, that's big. I was like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, it was a really really good match. Kaito wins with the transform shining wizard, which I don't know. All right. I like the move, the idea, the concept, because it's a newer version. However, something's yep. missing because, like, like I said on Twitter, like Muto, whenever he does a shining wizard, fans are going crazy. He's doing a little hot step. He's he's angling him up. He's shouting, motherfucker. He's getting. It's like a whole experience whenever he's leading mm-hmm. up to this move, and like just because of how hyped the crowd is, the impact of it is much more than the actual impact truly is. Yes. So, um. It's really, really good. Uh, but this one, I like the idea. And, you know, it gets... How do I put it? It gives him his own take on the Shining Wizard. And I do like the idea of him just holding their head in place while he knees them. But I don't know. It just is missing something. Because the mm-hmm. impact isn't all there. And he just, like, beforehand, he just kind of 
lets out a yell. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's a weird one though because I don't know how long how he can. Like, I don't know how long he can keep doing that as a finishing move because it doesn't have that super impact. But also, you can't, like, modify something like that and then, like, downgrade it or downgrade its effect. Yeah. Like, in a tough position. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he needs to do maybe he needs to do two backflips, a moonwalk, and, you know, Scott Steiner <laughs> muscle worship and then do it. Maybe we'll be cooking then. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, like I said. I'll, We're going to catch it. Yeah, we, you need something because I don't know. I, like I said, I like the he idea. Could take of the off move. his shoes. He oh yeah, that's a good idea. Know. Take all his shoes. <laughs> yeah, you see, he needs something. He's got his. But I mean, maybe he'll develop it over time, and he'll just like it's just like right before he does it, he just goes ah, and then that's it. And I'm just like, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? And that's yeah. why that's that's why I felt the finish of the match was flat, just because of that very reason. Uh, like I think maybe you should have just like one with the tiger suplex or just another transformed tiger driver. It probably would have done a lot more. Um, maybe he should have invented. Maybe he should have figured out like what the next level is. Maybe he should invent the transformed tiger suplex. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is, but he should (laughs) invent. I would be happy to find out. Um. Yeah, I feel like he hasn't figured it. Like he's trying to go for like next level, like dark Kaito, and actually, it totally doesn't work. Like he's not. I know the. T- he's not so, there. So the transform. What? So the transform tiger suplex. He should just have him in a tiger driver, and then while they're upside down, just spin him into a tiger suplex. Just the most ridiculous move ever. <laughs> That's the transform tiger suplex. Oh, Kaito, I got an idea. What you can use the Tokyo Dome, buddy? Pick me up. I got you. I got you. Oh God! He's uh, a tall guy. <laughs> no, just because the transformed tiger driver is th- from starting from the tiger suplex going into the tiger driver, so he should do it reverse for the transformed tiger suplex. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, just like rewind it and see what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see what it looks like. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, you know what? You, you're gonna be fine, buddy. Muzo's retired. You're gonna be fine, buddy. You got some ideas. That's yeah. Do you feel like we're getting to a proper Kaito era that isn't about anybody apart from Kaito and good for him? I mean, if because wants- this is the way we get Inamura and Akata to do anything because and Junta, you know, he likes those kids. Let's yeah, that's fair. Bring I mean, in the era. Of I mean, if he wants, he can watch Scott Steiner tapes. I'm cool with that. If he wants to bring a tiger to the ring, and it's cool. You can be if you want to be somebody else. I got a few ideas. No shoes and a tiger. No <laughs> shoes, tiger, chain mail, not speaking correct language. Like it doesn't even Scott Steiner doesn't even speak English or he doesn't speak any language, he just speaks whatever. <laughs> he should just be doing that. Um but yeah, I mean Kaito honestly after the Tokyo Dome, which I mean we should probably get into it. So he closed the show. They do a nice little shot of Jack being devastated and then you know, Kaito just closes the show and then fucking Okada comes in in white t-shirt, lays him out, fucking he's like, what is up, baby? He's like, what's up, all you little bitches out there? What's up? You know who I am? IWGP World Champion. I do this. He, I, ooh, Dickhead Okada's the best Okada. This is like the only, it's like the first time he's been good since like 2018, so this is fantastic. Um, 
booing loud. It's just, oh so good, so good. I'm interested yeah. to see how he the didn't t- just go for Kaito. He went for the fans as well. Like yeah. yes, you are a dickhead. I love you. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested to see how the Tokyo Dome shapes up because it's not just going to be a primarily New Japan audience. It's not mm-hmm. just going to be a primarily NOAA audience. It's going to be a good mesh of everybody. So I'm interested to see what the general consensus will be. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah. they're primarily cyber fight people on the card. I mean, Okada might be going into enemy territory. So who knows? Uh, I think after the Tokyo Dome, first of all, I think the Tokyo Dome match should go like this. I think Okada and Kaito should punch each other in the face really, really hard until they pass out. Um, <laughs> that's just me. Um, I think I, everybody could agree that that would be an acceptable outcome on both sides. I don't. I mean, Okada doesn't need to win. The fuck you need to win. And they're not going to have Okada lose. So just punch each other in the face until y'all pass out. It'll be fine. That's a compromise. I mean, if they do want to put that IWGP on the ace in San Jose, that'd be fine too. I mean, Kaito can beat him. I'm all for a random Tanahashi. He doesn't need to win, though. Ultimately, like, I don't think Kaito needs to be Okada. I think he, he doesn't needs to be need recognized to, but by Okada. He still should. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even dreaming that, but no. I am. I had to watch Okada be lazy for two years when in my last little period of watching New Japan. So I, mean, I got to get my revenge somehow. But um, <laughs> I think after uh, Tokyo Dome, though, they should experiment a little bit more. Uh, this was, I think, it was a successful experiment with Jack challenging. I think they should do Kenya challenges. They should do Inomura challenges against Kaito. They should really yeah. try to get more and more people who probably wouldn't be in heavyweight title matches against Kaito just to see yes. one how they do to how Kaito ha- can handle it because he handled this one very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, he should lose to Segura because I, it's been years since I've had my random Segura heavyweight title run. So, and I'm ready. Yes. It's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a nice little bookend as well. Like the guy who won the title off the first time. That yeah. Would be beautiful. I think somebody said on Twitter that Segura hasn't beaten Kaito yet. And that just feels wrong. And I, you know. Yeah. I was see. I was looking through this because okay, my my worry about the dome show is that I don't want to see Kaito do an Okada match for sixty minutes. I don't want to see I... Okada do an Okada match. So, like, it's... <laughs> I hope I hope they come in and they fry and Takayami each other for like fifteen minutes, and the ref got to stop it. It's over. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, I am worried about it. I don't think they cannot come out here and just have a wrestling match. I'm sorry. They can't. I know people probably want them to showcase the wrestling. They can't have a wrestling match. They got to kill each other now. It's over. Mm-hmm. We got to get fine. light tubes. We got to get Jun Kasada ref. <laughs> we got a lot of things we got to do here. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, Kaito knows how to bleed. We know that. Oh, dude. Yeah. He loved that like two month period where no salad would just stab him in the head. <laughs> but this would actually have a point rather than just for laughs. That one had a point too. Cause Nosawa I'm was... not sure what the point of that was. Nosawa Apart was... from like trying to make Kaito look No Sal was you know. bored on a Yokohama Radiant Hall show. Therefore somebody had to bleed. <laughs> well yeah fine. Uh, so speaking of all these companies, so we were talking a little bit about the All-Star Junior Festival. So there's been a few names announced already. Primarily the fields, mostly New Japan. I know Doki's involved. 
Hiromu, Despi, Ishimori, Wado, Taguchi for whatever reason. Uh, which I mean, not saying Taguchi doesn't deserve to be here, but 2023 Drewski Taguchi probably doesn't. Um, <laughs> I know from Dragon Gate so far, only Dragon Kid from DDT, Mao, and uh, Yuki Ueno, yeah. uh, which good because Mal was the one I was going to complain about from DDT if he didn't get invited. <laughs> um, from All Japan, Askeo Yagi and Black Mensa Ray. I don't know how the fuck Black Mensa Ray got here, but I'm cool with it. I love Black Mensa Ray. Sha, baby. I don't know how he got in here over Dance Samora and uh, Rising Hayato, all these people, but you already know it's the era of the Sha, so it's fine. He's setting up for his big Triple Crown run this year. Um, what should we call it? Takaiwa's coming in as a freelancer, which is good. I'm glad Takaiwa got in here. Yes. Uh, I don't think Gone Pro's announced anybody yet, which. No. Probably be Watase. If not Watase, it's got to be Keisuke Ishii. It's one of the two. Uh, yeah. Point. Which probably should be Keisuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, Watase, you're fine. You can go do shoot headbutts in like a little arena and it'll be fine. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of everybody. I know from I Secret Base. I saw got two, which was yeah. funny. But... That's crazy they got two. Dragon Gate hasn't even gotten yeah. two yet. Uh, yeah. Got, I know. Was it? Is it Billy Kinkid and Tiger's Mask? Yeah. Okay. All right. I figured it was. Billy. I can't remember. I think I'm trying to remember who's got the title. I think it's Billy, but yeah. Um, Zeus is the world champion. Tiger's Mask is the light heavyweight champion, or whatever it's called. Right, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Ghana. Because they knew and... the other way around, and I was like, why are they not putting their champion? In? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, isn't this dude like light heavyweight champion? Why is he not yeah. the first person? In? Uh, which I mean, Tiger. I mean, he was gonna get in anyway. He didn't like. Somebody would have called him politic to get more young man. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you got it. Um, uh it's like Junaki Yama's favorite wrestler of all time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I am surprised we only have one from Dragon Gate though. They're like, the junior heavyweight company. I don't know. Sight. <laughs> I'm getting that more, but I know from Noah it's a, a Max uh what the fuck's the oh Yohei. Yohei's the other one. I was shocked and by that. I, oh yeah. I'm shocked yeah. by both of those. I'm like, yo, what? Yeah. I'm like, why? I mean, me personally, I wouldn't have picked them, but I mean, I understand Yohei Dexent, but Alejandro's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I don't know where they're going with that. And I don't know, like, initially it seemed like people were going with, like, uh, somebody pretty senior, like a legend, and then, like, somebody a little bit more, like, current. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't know what this Noah selection is. <laughs> no, Sawa has a dartboard in his office with everybody's face on it, and he's just spinning <laughs> at Ho and him and Marfuj are throwing darts and seeing what happens. Um, I'm sorry, there's somebody else from Freelance who's in it as well. I can't remember who it was. I know it's a kind of one. I know Abe isn't in it because he's working some stupid progress show. Uh, that sucks. Uh, I think Hikaru Sato might end up being in it. He hasn't been announced, but he did ask like Abe, Abe to join it. Although Abe was like, "Yeah, nah, man, I I'm busy." Uh, Great has Elendaman and Minoru Tanaka as of yesterday. Uh. Secret Base has Daisuke Hanaoka, who's a Ultimo Dragon Gym guy. Secret Base is just like a shindy company where like some past Ultimo Dragon Gym guys just go and hang out. So, um, <laughs> basically, Jun Kasai is randomly here. <laughs> I don't know why. He's just here. He's yep. here and he's he's definitely here. Uh, let's see if I can bring up. Uh, also from New Japan, a show got announced. I'm going to say it was two or three days ago. Uh, Musashi's in it. Uh, yes. I want to say Kazuki Hashimoto from BJW is also in it. Um, 
zero one we got what's the name shoki kitamura kitamura that's it yeah yeah oh taka taka's in it oh yeah that was crazy they're like jto who's gonna be the big representative and taco's like yeah i got an idea (laughs) 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 bro your entire company other than renayabe who's like nine foot eleven is like primarily junior heavyweights what are you doing man fucking carny cheeky He's like, yeah, I got a, I got an idea. Hold on, let me just, I got somebody brand new we can bring. <laughs> Which I, like I said, I'm very confused why New Japan's getting like 90 million people and other companies are getting who prioritize junior heavyweight wrestling way more than them, especially the junior heavyweight company who's only got one person in so far. Yeah. Um, very confused why that is. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. my Twitter, Twitter's being stupid. That sucks. Anyway, um, I don't really know why that is. I mean, I understand, you know, we have a big company or whatever, but makes me mad because New Japan really just decides whenever they want to care about junior heavyweight wrestling. They, it's not really a priority for them. It's only priority to the guys who are at the top of the division because they want it to be more than it is. New Japan doesn't see it that way, and I'm also shocked that Taguchi is here and Kushida is not. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I'm glad at least shows in it. That's something. Oh, yeah. I think but... when show made it, I tweeted out, yeah, fuck you, Komatsu. <laughs> we here. Jeez. What you gonna do? <laughs> oh, poor boy. Uh, I mean, maybe he'll be in it. Oh, that's funny. Doki made it in over him. I like Doki, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny. I hope they just keep adding everybody else in but him. Like, Kanemaru's in here. All that. The... <laughs> corpse of tiger mask is here and you know just sitting there oh (laughs) i don't know like if he wants to go crazy that'd be fine um like i i love that match that he had with um tanahashi when they went to ddt um and he was he he was a little kid then but he was a brat and it was great everybody's Um, better when they're brats that's the thing yeah yeah i don't Um, I don't know, like, what the plan is for this show and, like, where are they going to stop at? Because, I mean, they should just keep adding more people until they run out <laughs> completely. Um, There's still a whole bunch of companies that haven't, like, yeah. announced the looks of it. Yeah, there's still a lot. I know, let's see, Gonfro. Yeah, Basara. Um, I can't remember if Kyushu have. I don't think Kyushu's sending anybody yet. It'll probably be fucking to Jerry and I'll just start throwing stuff. Um, yeah, great. Sen- uh, you know, there's still people in companies that have announced some people that probably should be there. Like, mm, I, don't know. I mean, so for the most part, I think New Japan selections haven't been too terrible. I think they're respectable for the most part, although I don't appreciate them getting more people. <laughs> um, let's see. From, I mean, all Japan, Hayato, Rising Hayato, and Dan Zamora should probably be there. Uh, mm. Dragon Gate, Daya should probably be there. Yeah, I think if you got Dragon Kid, you should. Yeah. Yeah, Daya should probably be there. Uh, Jason, actually, I'd put mm-hmm. Jason in as a priority over Daya because, yeah. as far as junior heavyweights go, Jason's above Daya. Uh, I put him in. I would have had UT in if he wasn't hurt. Dog, that dude is so fucking pissed about being hurt right now. It's crazy. <laughs> right it's terrible right after he got right after he got hurt 
they have the New Year's show where Saito picked Minorita, Hio, Daya, mm-hmm. and who's the other one? Shit, who's the other one? Somebody else who... No, Kame, uh, who he wanted to be the face of the Brave Division, and he was so fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. And then they did this All Star Junior Festival, and he's even more pissed now. <laughs> um, yeah, but Jason and Dai should probably be there. I mean, Kame wouldn't be a bad option, but if you're not getting many people, I just prioritize getting those two in there. Even then, if you get more people, I would put Kakatori in over uh, Kame just because Kakatori is a man. Um, great. You don't need any more of your old people in. Uh, throw my man Shimatani and Juntancho out there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, some of you don't need to be here, dog. You're not him yet. You're, you need to go train some more. <laughs> uh, hopefully, Kataro gets in because he's freelance. So, like, he doesn't really have an affiliation, but Takawa got in yeah. as freelance. So, hopefully, Kotaro gets in. Same thing with Doi, um, which Doi will be all Japan junior champion whenever it happens. So, I mean, he better get in. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they uh they seem to be doing freelance because that was a worry. Like there are definitely a lot of good guys out there who are freelance. And... Yeah, I mean you have Naruki, Doi, Kotar, Suzuki, Takaiwa all freelance. I mean you can't leave out freelance people. It's that's like three of the greatest juniors ever. That's like ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Like I said, Ganpro, Kaskishi, you should probably be out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably want to do Watase, but if they don't want to do Watase, they have, like, so many different people they can choose from. They could just spin a wheel. I'm not going to pick one just because I like everybody equally. It's fine. Um, yeah. They've only got, they got a CMML guy. A CMML. Yeah, but they've Oh, yeah. Got, uh, they got uh, Volador Jr. Uh, he's in. Which is crazy. Titan isn't the first one from CMLL that got in here. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bushi's also people... here. Bushi's also yeah. here. I forgot about that. Uh, well, I figured Titan would be the first pick because he's in LIJ, so I figured he'd be the first one out there. But Volador Jr. makes sense being the first guy. Uh, just whatever they do, I hope they keep Rocket Romero out of the show. <laughs> I don't need him in here. They can keep him busy in America, I think. Yeah, no he, can go, he can go do strong or whatever they're doing over there. Hopefully, uh, Fujita Jr. Hayato gets in. Uh, I don't know what his schedule looks like or if he can do it, but hopefully he gets in. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people they could really put in this. Honestly, they should just get every junior from every company and just do a fucking five-hour show, everybody. I mean, this is going to be huge anyway. Like, already we're looking at like twenty guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm used to Noah and DDT shows. Bring on the five-hour junior festival. (laughs) Uh, which I mean, there's a lot of like, and it's. Uh, done by Lek. Lek actually picked up Masaki Mocha's uh, Zuki's uh, Buyaden show uh, to sponsor it because it was originally yes. just going to be Mochi doing it and then Lek picked it up because Lek just loves everybody. Uh, and, you know, now they got like Masato Tanaka, Sukawara coming, uh, Rocky Kawamura, uh, Kishibu uh, coming, uh, 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 Somebody, oh, Junkasai and fucking Takashi Sasaki are here for whatever reason. I can't wait to see how Ida gets himself into this death match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting time for Puro. I mean, everybody's working together for now until New Japan decides to go on a poach of mission again, at least. Yeah. 
I mean, I got a list of guys. I mean, let me just look at my list here in New Japan. If you if you would like to sign the following people, let me, let me pull up my list here. <laughs> Ayata, Chris Ridgeway, uh, the Saito brothers, uh, not Suwama. Suwama's funny. I'm taking them off the list. Uh, <laughs> Come around to Suwama. Suwama's hilarious. I don't know, like you know him winning every title is whatever, but Suwama is hilarious. I don't know anybody. This dude's fucking funny as shit. Like when Jake Lee left all Japan, it's like yeah, go have fun in fucking New Japan, you little bitch. <laughs> like, I bet it's to Jerry's fault too. Uh, to Jerry, speaking of which, uh, sign him. Uh, who are people? Uh, who's more people I don't like? Let's see here. <laughs> I'm just looking at all the companies. I'm just looking at all the companies' logos and seeing if I can think of somebody who, whenever I watch them, just like I don't want to see you wrestle. Uh, Tetsuya Zuchi, because I'm sick and tired of great booking him versus Kaito Ishida every fucking show, even though that's like his only good opponent. Sick and tired of it. (laughs) Um, uh, Like I said, I don't don't hate too many people. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, I mean, most of the people I hate, they already have signs, so it's like whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, if they're going to get rid of the belts, uh, which obviously they should do, um, yeah, where are all these people going to go? You need them to keep the belts so they can sign all these, all these guys. whatever, man. It's whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I do wonder if they do do a junior tournament for the junior festival, if it'll be, like, for a trophy or they'll do, like, the uh, old, like, J-Crown where it's, like, the 95 belts. Which I want that just because I think it'd be funny for, like, a really small person to win and they're just, like drowned in like nine belts just like <laughs> trying to hold all of it up but they're like falling to the ground it's okay mind. in that case yeah then you're putting minorita in and just uh loading them up <laughs> oh dude minorita should squash everybody in about five minutes <laughs> that's my take on things if they do go a tournament they should like do round by round like different time limits like first round you get like a very very short amount of time and then you slowly go up and like the, the main event will cap at 30 because we're not going 60. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. This is going to be a huge day. I mean, it's it's PPV, right? They're making money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. And New Japan's like buying new cameras because I bet Let told them if you bring those shitty cameras to this show, I swear to God, we're going to stop sponsoring y'all. <laughs> yeah, you better hope. Uh, hmm, I don't know. Like this, I don't know how this show's going to shape up. Um, there's a lot of different avenues they can go. If they do go the tournament route, I think that's depressing because it's going to be New Japan guys going through. But, like, you know, what can you do? Uh, hopefully it's just like a like straight-up interpromotional stuff. A couple singles, a couple tags. I don't even need, like, a bunch of singles. You can do, like, two or three and then a bunch of tags. It'll be fine. Have Jim Kasai stab somebody in the head with skewers. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, so... Daisuke Sasaki, for y'all who don't know, um, pro wrestler in DDT, leader of Damnation. Uh, he left. He got. He just disappeared after losing this Universal Title three way, and DDT posts this phone call with him and other Damnation TA member Cannon, who they're supposed to be evil, but Cannon sounds like the nicest human alive, and he just goes, "Sasaki-san, when are you arriving to the venue?" And Sasaki goes, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> and he just goes, Oh, it's Damnation TA's canon. And then Sasaki goes, What? And the canon goes, Huh? <laughs> and he just goes, <laughs> And then Sasaki says, I'm not coming. <laughs> and then canon goes, What do you mean? 
Sasaki says, I told you I'm not coming to the venue. I'm going away, disappearing. And then it's just revealed that he was off getting eye surgery and he was just like drinking and eating somewhere. And then he just says he has grand plans to go to Hollywood to get a regular job at McDonald's. <laughs> that way he could just set up for his life after wrestling. <laughs> And then he gets announced for the DDT Hollywood show in the end. <laughs> of course he does. And Desperado won't shut up until they let him wrestle Sasaki. So Lick, you gotta go ahead and get that happening. I kind of hope he shows up in a McDonald's uniform. So, like, at the Hollywood sweet. show? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, Dragon Gate's got, you know, um, their soccer star, their uh, Karkin Hall employee. Like, yeah. uh, they got this uh, book of alternative <laughs> wrestler jobs. That's the that, that's just the fucking blueprint for the WWF new generation era. And I think we should bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I want a car dealer. I want a car. Uh, what should we call it? What's it called? Uh, auto dealer person. I want a, a bunch of people. I want them repoing people's cars like the repo man does, just with a big tow truck, just taking people's cars off the parking lot. This is everything. <laughs> uh, I gotta, yeah. I, gotta, I want a. I want a doctor, but they're just very bad at their job. <laughs> yep. Oh. Uh, I mean, Amakas is basically dressing as a priest now, so <laughs> we got him. He Amaxa is off all the crack and i love it it's great <laughs> max is doing a max of things he's doing he's doing he's doing something yeah it's, you know it's a great like cosplay type contest going on between him and Hiromu at the moment <laughs> like if you if you're not a wrestling fan and you would have switched on that press conference and just saw them to sitting there in their outfits this is two of the craziest individuals you'll ever see in your life <laughs> these <laughs> outfits are crazy um, that's what I want. Yeah. I hope they wrestle in the outfits. They don't need gear. It's whatever. Just wrestle in the outfits. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They spend but, enough on them. They should get worth out of them. I mean, that's true. That's true. So, what what is your final expectations for the Muto show? Uh, <sighs> expectations. Oh, shoot. I mean, I think we're, you know, I'm agreed with you on like, I think that junior match uh or the tjpw match probably like the the show stealer i what do i hope happens I, like i just want a good time i don't want it to be too much i think there's like this focus you could have on like a post muto era and i think this just has to be a good thing in itself like self-contained a really good interesting show <sighs> Think that doesn't overdo it for anything else. Yeah, I don't think you want to embark on too much of the post Muto era just because it's his show. So you probably should be, you know, yeah, yeah, celebrating him. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think Muto should just show up in every match and win. I think it'd be a great way to go out. <laughs> um, I am obviously looking forward to Nakajima and um, uh, Mr. Ego. Like having a nice little uh, Miyahara, having a nice little face off. Like, I think that'll be fun. I, do, I don't want them to make too much of anything. They've got some good basis for pretty much all these matches. They just need to be what they need to be and not go over the yeah, top. Yeah, I, I hope Sawama shows up in a Hawaiian shirt and goes, I had to save all Japan after Keiji Mudo killed it. 
And I hope oh, somewhere man. in between Hideki Suzuki just shows up in a tracksuit. It'd be gas. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have no any. Fans. I don't have any. Because that looks great. <laughs> yeah, I have no valid reasons why this should happen. I just think it should. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah, he was. He's really feeling himself. Love that haircut. Uh, love the whole look. He should just keep showing up like that everywhere. Oh, he can bring dude. his cat as well. His cat's pretty cute. I think I think Muto should show up with the Hideki Suzuki haircut and the uh, jumpsuit. And I think that's ooh Muto <laughs> KG. <laughs> if you want to go out on top, big man, let me show you. Let me tell you something. Just hit me up. I got you. Hit me up on Twitter. I got you. Your people talk to my. I people do want a great video package. That is yeah. what I want. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. want multiple for mostly the top matches. And there should be loads of guys they can film saying funny shit about Muta. Um, oh, dude, they got Chono on commentary. He's about to be over there fucking burying Muto the whole match. It'd be great. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Which, I mean, if people didn't know, that's who Muto originally wanted for his final opponent. And Masahiro Chono cannot walk on his own. <laughs> I just want people to realize that. So Muto's just being... Oh. How, how much do you buy this whole uh, Muto, like, I'm full on a pieces... I can't do it. I don't. He's a worker. No. I don't know what you like. Yeah. I understand that most Westerners are very dumb, but I'm not. So Muto's made his whole career off of making you believe something. And then that's why he stays on top is he makes you believe. Yeah. That's what people have just now realized is that's how he keeps staying on top. He makes you believe something and you just have to deal with it. And that's the that's the nice bit of magic I think of bringing into that, which is yeah. like I think people I think people are buying it, or at least they are in the West, and that's funny I mean, to me. <laughs> like I said, my only complaints about the card is lack of Muto's friends on the show, lack of Russell mm-hmm. One guys, and no Daishi Hashimoto. Those are my only complaints. I think all of Muto's friends should have got a payday. I thought it should have been a Bob Sap and Masi Masi Kono tag team match going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can't have everything. Yeah, I guess not. You might get but... some special appearances. Oh, like Bob that Sapp could be here. Ah, <laughs> Bob Sapp without the shirt is here. Muto. Yeah. <laughs> Just camera pens to like the you know second floor of the Tokyo then. Bob Sapp without a shirt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pro wrestling's the best. But yeah, this is pro wrestling's last love because it's the season finale for pro wrestling. After the show ends, I'm gonna need everybody to go find something else to do with their life. Me too. I'm quitting everything. <laughs> This is the last love. Like you said, last one. Everybody. Uh, no more no, no. sour So uh Yeah, I'm not excited about that either. So that was like the highlight of the junior division last year. Because he would just bring in his friends and then act like big and tough and then whenever he could pick for matches be so confused why. <laughs> no Sal was uh, the wrestler of the year for Noah last year, and that's I don't know how I'm gonna take him being on. Yeah. At least super crazy still getting a payday. It's fine. He's still hanging around the other side. It's fine with me. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, we're not getting that gentle run anytime soon. So oh, it's gonna yeah. have to be bitter. Yeah, no, boy. That boy better go back to Mexico. It ain't it ain't sweet over here. They told they said yeah. on commentary he came back because he felt like he was ready to win titles and Noah. Well, obviously, son, you're not. So time to head on back to Mexico. Oh, damn. That was a sad company. <laughs> That's my leaving off point. Is Noah makes me very sad. Lots of good wrestlers. 
some good matches makes me very sad. I will I will say that. See, for me, that's the brand. It's like they make you believe that they might be something that doesn't make you sad. Yeah, it makes you sad. But then they make you sad anyway. Well, hopefully <laughs> we get another global dream and Yoshiki Kato squashes Kaito and Dragon Gate runs superior. <laughs> supreme over pro wrestling and that's it Damn. that's my final take Yoshiki Kato for a brand new pro wrestling world <laughs> everybody <laughs> everybody get on the train now I'm trying to tell y'all Yoshiki Kato for a better pro wrestling world man we're off uh, anything you want to plug uh, no actually I don't Ah, uh, yeah. you should you should always you should all watch the the final show muto's final show like yeah Bob don't, don't, might, you don't have to pay for it Bob but <laughs> you should watch it yeah i'm not paying for it so i mean <laughs> love muto but hey money yeah. is you know eh. yeah it's um, whatever I'll see if there's no, to, be, to be fair, we're about to have a couple of a uh, couple of good articles come out on the site, so we'll plug the site sixty minutedrawcom um, Some people have been putting some really nice work in behind the scenes for for things to come out. So I got a Noah one and I got a Dragon Gate one coming out soon that I think you're all gonna love. Yeah, do that. I got I got one on Bob's out coming real soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be an epic. Uh, that's gonna be a three-part series on Bob. <laughs> I want to see lots of photos in it. <laughs> that's all it's gonna be. I'm not writing nothing. It's gonna be photos of Bob Sapp for each part, man. <laughs> um, let's see. By the time you listen to this, I may or may not try and record a review of the Muto show with Smiley, depending on if he's not busy because smiley's weird i don't know what smiley does to me smiley's just an entity in life he doesn't he's not a real human he just exists <laughs> uh so might might not i don't know uh shit let me see what let me i don't know what episode i'm on of the podcast i'm bad at keeping up with things man so let me see where i'm at uh okay this will be episode 94, so my goal is to make it to 99 before Beth comes back. So when Beth comes back, that's the 100th episode, and that that'll be beautiful. that. Yeah. That is beautiful. Just because it's shocking that we are going to make it to 100 episodes anyway. It's... Yeah. Don't, kids, if you're listening at home, don't start a podcast. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop now. Well, no, I mean... Just me and Beth talking about wrestling. I don't know. It's not. It's not an informational podcast. It's just me and Beth. This is just me and Beth's Twitter conversations come to audio form. Us, <laughs> like, yeah, so people like that. People like. That. Yeah, I mean, there's like a bunch of shit talking y'all don't hear before and after the podcast. But hey, who knows? Maybe a hundred episode. We'll keep everything in. You know, everybody we hate. <laughs> <laughs> you know the. You know. You know the origins of the podcast? I mean, I think we told the story before, but the origins of the podcast was I got bored during the pandemic <laughs> and I started a podcast. And after recording once by myself, I was like, this is kind of lonely. I'm not doing this. And then me and Beth had been friends for, for a while, but we bonded 
in May of 2020, right after Hannah passed, we were just sharing memories and we were just chatting. And then eventually, whenever I started the podcast, like almost a year later, uh, like whenever Noah went back to Budokan, I think that's when I started it. Um, and then she probably took her way in here. She's like, hey, you should have me on the podcast. But yeah, I was like, yeah, you should co-host it because I don't want to do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now we're here, hundred, almost 100 episodes. Now, how am I going to get to 99? I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't have ideas, but we'll see. We'll look come, look come. Well, until yeah. then, I will continue to do my half-ass best, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>